0: This is What The Flux, I'm Brett. And I'm Justin, and it's Wednesday, the 9th of November. Justin, income across Australia's 100 biggest accounting firms jumped 14.5% over the last financial year. It hit a total of over $14 billion, and that's thanks to a mix of tax, compliance, and refinancing advice. Boomtown for the accountants, B-Man. Yup. After a heap of feedback, Airbnb is finally refining its search to show the total price inclusive of fees. Finally. So that $150 cleaning fee for one-night accommodation should hopefully never sting you again. (laughs) Three transparent stories today, Justin. Let's do it. For our first, Westpac has announced a slight fall in its full-year cash profit, but still managed to rake in $5.3 billion for the year. Most companies just making profits or profits in the millions, but the banks out here making billions, (laughs) Brett. So what is happening here? All Right, so Westpac is the second biggest bank in Australia based on total deposits and mortgages. Behind ComBank, which is a. Now get this one, Jazzy boy. Westpac's full year cash profit was down 1% compared to the year before. And the Westpac CEO reckons that as the cash rate continues to rise, more businesses and retail customers will start to feel the pain. Now Jazzy boy, the irony right now is that a little concept named inflation psychology is keeping consumer spending high. Which keeps inflation high. Which keeps cash rates rising. So what is the key learning here? Inflationary psychology is the idea that consumers respond to high prices Prices by buying now rather than delaying our purchases. And that's because we think prices are gonna go up more in the future. But Justin, what's interesting about inflationary psychology is that it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. When we feel like prices are gonna continue to rise, we buy in bulk now. You know, stockpile the pantry with tuna cans. <laughs> but Brett, by doing that, we're actually contributing to artificially pushing up the prices now. How about this one? The governor of the RBA has been on record saying it's in our national interest to avoid inflationary psychology. And now Westpac CEO is joining the party by saying this psychology is actually making the slowdown even worse. And not only is this likely to impact the RBA's cash rate and your home loan, but also Westpac's bottom line. Mm. For our second story, Estee Lauder's most recent quarterly sales figures have dropped by 11% after a cutback in spending on cosmetics. I thought cosmetic companies usually pull up alright during mm-hmm. economic downturns. Justin, what's happening here? Okay, well Estee Lauder is the world's second largest cosmetic company. But Jazzy Boy, did you know that Estee Lauder owns a bunch of other cosmetic brands like MAC Cosmetics, mm-hmm. Bobby Brown, Clinique? Now Brett, last week Estee Lauder released their quarterly sales figures and it wasn't quite what the market expected. How about this one? Their sales have fallen by 11% to $3.9 US dollars. They reckon it's thanks to COVID lockdowns in China and US retailers ordering less stock. And Jazzy Boy, they're not alone. Mm-hmm. Their main rival, L'Oreal, also reported slower growth for their most profitable business division. It's interesting, Brett, because usually cosmetic companies hold up pretty solid earnings despite a tough economy thanks to the lipstick effect. Oh uh, yeah. So what's the key learning here? The lipstick effect is when consumers will still buy smaller luxury items even during tight economic times. Usually when the economy is tight, mm-hmm. it's harder to afford bigger, let's say, indulgences like a new watch or a holiday. So people often treat themselves to the smaller indulgences like lipstick. Hence the natural Exactly. And this has helped shield cosmetic companies from the wreckage of past recessions. This time around, uh, not so much. But Brett, the lipstick effect isn't just for cosmetic items. This term is now used for any other small indulgences, like in the fast food or the travel industry. Think KFC, Maccas, even a cheeky coffee. But what's interesting is that while the lipstick effect is slowing down for cosmetics, fast food giants and travel companies, they're still riding the wave of indulgence purchases. Mm -hmm. For our third and final story, travel app Hop. Hopper has raised $96 US dollars to double down on social commerce after a big few months in the travel industry. Wow, it's really the travel industry's time to shine after a couple of rough years. So tell me more. So Hopper is a travel booking startup that Mm -hmm. started actually all the way back in 2007 and stayed in stealth mode for six years. At the time, they said they were building the world's largest structured database of travel information. But after going live in 2014, they decided actually to pivot the business into a pretty traditional travel app. Yep, they sell flights, they sell hotels and rental cars on its platform. 80 million downloads later, Hopper has just raised 96 million US dollars. Not bad for a company that started in stealth. So what is the key learning here? During the initial stages of a company's product development, there's a strong temptation to build the company in stealth. In other words, behind closed doors, so nobody can see what the business is doing and nobody can steal any ideas. <laughs> Nest or Zooks. But Brett, over the last 10 years, the upside. of getting your product out there as soon as possible has been shown to outweigh this stealth approach. For Hopper, clearly their build in stealth model wasn't so effective. They ended up pivoting their product not long after they went public. Because they were actually able to get feedback and insights from their customers. And these days, many companies share their product roadmap for the future. And customers can vote on which features should come first. So not only are companies able to learn from their customers, Mm -hmm. but it can also become a really powerful marketing strategy as your customers come along for the ride. Mm. Chuzzy boy, i got to ask you, how is the old Flux newsletter going? Well, we're at 89% of readers say they feel smarter after reading the newsletter every single day. Coming from industries like retail, tech, media. So if you haven't subscribed, make sure you head to flux.finance slash newsletter to get your fix. Thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow.